Cryogenic Chamber 1 Thawing Cryogenic Chamber 2 Thawing That's cold. It's colder than Christian Stewart's acting. It's colder than the fan reaction to PewDiePie being on South Park. It's colder than Frosty's nipples. Oh, man. <laughs> You're it's, naked. Shut up, dude. <laughs> no, shut no up. seriously, why don't you put your clothes shut on up. You're listening to Fairpoint. I'm Craig Lewis. And I'm Nathan Kay. And we've been cryogenically frozen Thawing for like a month now. Yeah, I can't. Is it already bone. December 2014? It's the future, man. We made it to the future. I can't wait the to present. see what technological marvels. And by the time they us. hear this, it'll be the past. <laughs> Again. Whoa, that's so deep. Every second that they're hearing it, it's it's the past. Dude. Everything of this podcast that they have heard was in the past. Dude. Dude. So, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. and Lots um, Can you just pass me my clothes over there, man, please? Come on. You're, like, just sitting here getting dressed and, like... What the fuck? What happened to Mecca Brandon Dyer in the last month? Where is he? I thought he was supposed to be here to assist us when we... He was supposed to wake us up a week ago, actually. (laughs) Yeah, sorry uh, about that. So we've been gone for a while. I don't know if you follow us on Facebook, you'd know we are coming back. But we're back. We're back now. Uh, So if you don't follow us on Facebook, this shouldn't happen again. But (laughs) let's Let's be be real real. with our luck. It probably will. It probably will. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. All systems go, but... But yeah, we were definitely active on social media, keeping everybody posted every step of the way. And uh, we're we're back. We're back. And I gave you your clothes a couple minutes ago and you still haven't put them on. <laughs> hey man, come on. <laughs> At my own pace. Now you're just now you're just showing off, buddy. So we're back with a Batgirl episode to follow up Bat last girl, week. I hope Bat you listened girl. last week. Bat boy, that was an awesome episode. Not related to Batgirl, two totally different things. But we had but some it, awesome it's guests. It's basically last week. like the same thing, but different. No, not at all. But Bat Boy, Bat Girl. Yeah. We're going we're back, going to, Gotham. back to Gotham. Back to uh, Gotham. We're going to look at the. No the, doubt about it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we're going to look at the life and times of one Barbara Gordon. Oh, wait. And but that's a few not other the only Batgirl, though. Yeah, we're, we're going to look at everybody that's. That's Don the, the Cowl. The Lady Cowl. The Lady Cowl. Um, so Batwoman 2 then? No. No, it's too much. Nope, Batwoman, that's a whole different that's episode. Whole We're talking thing. Batgirl. A lot of people might not know the difference. There is a difference. Two different characters. Well, many more than two different characters. We'll <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> tell you all about the, that shit. The Silver Age, you know. <laughs> but so much to catch up on, man. Two new trailers out that are uh, really big on the on the pop culture radar, the and nerd film board. buff radar, the the nerd world, as you said. I said board, said? nerd, nerd board. board. Sure, the nerd board. Yeah, nerd world too. But yeah, I'm I'm assuming you've seen them, and I'd like yeah. to know what you think. Star Wars, Jurassic World. I I do approve of the meme sensation that the Star Wars trailer created. Everybody saw the the lightsaber that looks like a cross. Yeah, the cross guard yeah. lightsaber. It is kind of silly looking. Have you seen uh, the meme with like a photoshopped Jesus? I've seen a few memes. No, Jesus Hol- holding I didn't see a that green one. lightsaber with a cross at the top. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Yeah. I, I approve to that. <laughs> I don't understand why every move... It's like they did the double-bladed lightsaber in episode one. Yep. And that was cool. That was one of the cool things about episode one. was like, oh, cool, this Sith has a double-bladed lightsaber. But then it's like every movie they had to do something cooler with the lightsabers. Like uh, a robot wielding six of them or some shit? Yeah. Well, <laughs> first they had... Um, Anakin was fighting with two lightsabers. Yeah. It's just like if you give us a good film with fun characters, good writing, and a, and a fun adventure, and a good story. I think that's what no we one's, all want. Yeah, no one's going to get mad at you. No one's going to begrudge the fact that there weren't any crazy lightsabers in the movie. Just oh. then you can give them regular lightsabers. It's okay. As long as the story's good, we don't need... But I, I like them. You like the cross guard lightsaber? I think, well, it doesn't seem practical. I don't hate it, but I'm not It kind of seems it. like it would be even more of... An injury risk? Well, if you look at it, the the handle, the metal handle, has a little cross, too. So it has little bits of metal that come out. Yeah. So your hand would... Not you know hit. what I mean? It's not going to touch a blade of light. Yeah. But people have said that an opponent's lightsaber blade could just slide right down the exactly. edge of it and just cut off the crossguard pieces. And they've criticized it for that. Um Stephen Colbert actually last week on the Colbert Report weighed in on of course. this. Why wouldn't of I think Stephen Colbert did this? He weighed in and he's like, "No, you fucking noobs! It's all one beam of light that gets split three ways. So if their lightsaber was to cut through the little metal part, it's just gonna hit the fucking blade of light and get stopped right there." Right. And I was like, "Okay, I see you, Colbert. <laughs> you thought about this." We'll see, though. The trailer doesn't really show me enough to really know what to think. Hey, the Millennium Falcon was in it. That was an awesome... It was awesome seeing the Millennium Falcon soar. That was worth it. It definitely made me get a little like, ooh, ooh, cool. And the music, and shit. You know what the best part was? Is I saw this trailer while I was waiting to pick up my girlfriend in my car. And I had it plugged into the car radio, and I just had it was like a surround sound theater experience <laughs> on a small screen. You looked <laughs> it out was, the it windshield. Was crazy. You looked out the windshield, and the stars yeah. just started stretching out in front of you as you went to fucking dude. And it was awesome because it was Black Friday, so there were tons of people walking like back and forth with me, and I had two of the windows down, and it was just like blaring, and people like looking at my car, like, "Oh shit, is, is that, that the, the new Star, Star Wars trailer?" trailer? Oh my God. Let me see. Let me see. That's so cool. I wish I could experience it like that. You're surrounded by magnificence. People are peeking in. This guy's like, can I just, can I, you're like, and he hops in the passenger side. You and got me, people just crowding around, sitting in the back. I just found my new Netflix experience. You're like, have you guys seen the Jurassic World trailer? They're like, the what? <laughs> so what did you think of the Jurassic World trailer? I'm not as excited as I was with the Star Wars trailer immediately. There were a lot of cool things to it. It, it gives you more of an insight into the story. Chris than... Pratt makes anything badass. Yeah, Chris Pratt's cool. I, I, was, I like Chris Pratt, and I was a little weird about him in Jurassic Park, but it, his character looks cool. It, it looks seems cool. like he's the, the hunter, right? Or like the, the games manager, He's kind of like, yeah, the game warden. They that said warden, that yeah. You yeah. saw him on the fucking motorcycle with a pack of raptors yep. running alongside him. They said it's not like they're trained raptors, but it's more like he's kind of like that raptor whisperer type. He's not like... He doesn't have magic dominion over them. They're dangerous predators who could attack and kill him at any instant. But he's like that guy who you see out there slapping the lions and stuff. And you know what I mean? Like, Clever boy. 
You know what I'm talking about, I right? Do, like they yeah. got some new reality show with a guy with the lions, right? Yeah, just people and, that are good with this animal. Yeah, that. totally. That's so you it. know what's going to happen then. They just spoiled it for everybody. At the end, basically, he's going to call in his buddy of raptors that are all grown up to protect them. And they're going to get out. Boom. Well, raptors they let versus T-Rex it. versus they hybrid weird thing. No T-Rex in the fucking trailer. That made me a little... Hmm. They're saving it. T-Rex better have a fucking shining moment. He better not just get shat on by this dinosaur hybrid. But I don't know. I think it looks cool. Did you notice the whole trailer fucking pretty much take for take is a... uh, It's modeled after the original Jurassic Park trailer. It seemed that way to me. I could... Yeah. Yeah, you can watch... I could tell. You can see a comparison on YouTube where like when they're lowering the shark, they're lowering the cow into the raptor oh, pit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, when she's showing the amber uh, stones, they're showing John Hammond's amber cane. When she's showing the eggs, they're showing the eggs to Alan Grant. Like, yeah. when Chris Pratt's, like, sounds like a bad idea, you see Ian Malcolm saying something witty to John <laughs> Hammond when they're it's, in there it's, having it's, lunch. It's, 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 it's chaos theory. Half the trailer was just Ian Malcolm <laughs> waving his hands and stumbling over simple, just stumbling over, uh, stumbling over, a stumbling over, uh, adverb. uh, stumbling over, uh, stumbling over, uh, you know, uh, 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 well, pronoun words, words. There you, there you, there you have it. That's pretty much half the trailer. Boy, it must be infuriating to talk to him on a regular basis. <laughs> this is the only Jurassic Park movie, too, that has nobody from any of the previous films. Interesting. I'm looking forward to it. But then again, I'm primed to just be like, oh, my God, oh my it's Jurassic God. Park. It's awesome. So I don't even know if it looks awesome or lame. And I, I don't have that mindset. So I'm like, I guess I'll be taking the approach of the casual moviegoer not like the oh my god it's nostalgia fandom nerdgasm because yeah jurassic park's like that was my star wars yeah as a kid. exactly so that'll be interesting because i know you're probably gonna want to go at midnight release right oh yeah if there's a midnight release i'll definitely go. i'll be there with you word let's do it i'll Air be there with five you. shit there goes your hat <laughs> sorry while we're talking about a movie with Chris Pratt in it, I heard that you watched uh, a movie or two that I had already seen and wanted to talk to you about for a while. Oh, cool. Now. Yeah. Um, Chris Pratt, Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely. Finally saw Guardians of the Galaxy. So good, right? Very good. Um, okay. It was a little overrated in the sense that I don't think it was the best Marvel movie. I still like Avengers the best. And I like this more than Avengers. The... I'm going to admit that. Okay. The storyline to me wasn't much. Like if you've seen Star Wars or Star Trek or any space opera, it's it's no it's nothing out of the ordinary. Or if you've seen any Marvel movie, you know what I mean. No right. storyline out of the ordinary. But the writing is all spectacular. The world that they built and the special effects and the sets, the set design, you know, the characters, the acting, the performances, all that I was really a fan of. Even Good. Mr. WWE, he didn't bother yeah. me. Like that uh, was I was actually just about to mention about that, yeah, fucking Batista. Batista, yeah. The the biggest compliment I can give this movie is you took Batista, Dave Batista, somebody I hate as a wrestler. No, he's not good on the mic. No, he's a trash actor too. And you got him to make me laugh and think he was actually a decent character. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna don't I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. He didn't fucking. I'm not sitting here saying he delivered such a stellar <laughs> performance. No, but they gave but... him the exact right character to deliver what he can do. Yeah, he, it's funny. He reminded me the way he talked. Kind of, I don't know. I've never watched him on wrestling, so I don't know how Terrible. he acts normally. But in this movie, at least, he reminded me of a mix between a professional wrestler, a Native American chief, and <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, Mr. Spock. <laughs> All uh, Spock's one. a little too much credit. <laughs> but just like, that, that is so illogical. Yeah. But he oh, had yeah. almost like this Native American voice, but also like he was a professional wrestler. Impossible. You out. I would never let anything go over my head. I would catch it. But no, all it all goes to Rocket Raccoon. I fucking loved Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. He did a great job. I, I loved that, his voice. That like, blew me away. Uh at first, I always thought of him as, as after after the Hangover Two. I was kind of like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I've never given a shit about Bradley Cooper, but, but then I was just like, wow, I can take you seriously as an actor, especially considering that's voice acting. <laughs> because of what you did for Rocket Raccoon, that was the first time Rocket Raccoon ever had a voice, except maybe in like Marvel versus Capcom. And now, to me, it is his only voice. Yeah, and the first couple lines I heard, I was like. I don't know, but it, it grew on me. And like, I wasn't trying to think of Bradley Cooper. I was just trying to see it as a character and I liked it. I ended up really, really liking rocket raccoon to me. Rocket raccoon stole the show. Yeah. And Chris yeah. Pratt was really cool. Chris Pratt was awesome. Gamora was cool. They didn't have as much, uh, you know, character development or, or good character stuff with her as they did with maybe some of the other characters, but yeah, they didn't, but I'm sure we're going to get sequels. I'm sure we'll get more. Me and uh, Avengers 3, group, right? It was cool. So. Yeah. And I also saw Ninja Turtles. Well, I am Groot. Okay. I didn't finish it. <laughs> I tried. I am Groot. I sincerely tried. I am Groot. That was pretty much all I had to say to it, too. <laughs> <laughs> you are Groot, or you tried. <laughs> uh, yeah, Turtles. I've heard people saying it was pretty good. And I was like, okay, fine. Let me watch it from a standalone. And I was just bored. I started paying my bills halfway through this movie. Yeah, I got bored at a certain point and went online and started looking at other recent DVD releases. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I was like, well, God. I'm in the mood to watch a movie. The first 15 minutes of this movie, I was like, enough Megan Fox. Let's see the Ninja Turtles. And then finally the Ninja Turtles show up. You asked up, for them, man. You asked for them. And they're so fucking annoying. I'm just like... Okay, you know what? Put Megan Fox back on. Fuck it. Let's see some more of Vern. Dude, they were he was the writing was just so bad. Yeah, I mean he he played it, the part standard. all right. What was that guy the actor's name again? Uh Will or not? Yeah, sure. I guess if you say so. Yeah. He, yeah. Is. I I enjoyed what he was doing with with it, but just the script was so horrible. And like there's some positive things I can say about it, but almost all of it is like I see where they're going. But I don't like how it was executed. So what basically happened when I watched this movie was I got depressed about the turtles. And then I just switched to my DVR and started catching up on the actual TV show from Nickelodeon, which is so so much better. They're so fucking annoying, dude. Like every time you you see them, they're just all talking at once. And like, it's just like, it's like they're trying to cut each other off. Yeah. It's like trying to cut each other off and they're just trying to talk over each other and be the better one. Oh, you stopped and it's, talking. 
I get it. Like they're teenage brothers and I get where they're going with that, but I just didn't get to like any of them as individuals. And it was just annoying. All right, dude, you are totally bringing me down uh, talking about this. This is not the, where we wanted to go with the podcast. Cause now I kind of feel like taking a nap. Yeah. Let's move but on. No, We've been no, gone no, for so wait, long. You, you, you watched some great movies. I did some shit too. You know, <laughs> I yeah, have, right. Okay. I have Pokemon alpha Sapphire. How did how did you accomplish that cryogenically frozen? <laughs> Dude, it was I had it set for pre-order. <laughs> Amazon, I had, man. I had the I'll, I'll admit I had the machine unthaw my head <laughs> and watched a couple movies. <laughs> I had a girlfriend who wasn't cryogenically frozen. <laughs> Don't ask me how I did that while I was cryogenically frozen. But I I maybe I programmed it. I yeah, I programmed it before I Went in. I was like, unthaw me halfway through the month. Once, so you can watch these movies. Like, yeah, I was like, keep a watchdog on the pirate bay, and let me know in Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, weeks. at the well, obviously, Best I'm, Buy where you would purchase this. Obviously, I'm joking, Craig. I wasn't really. <laughs> Keeping in the spirit of the movies, uh, a big news story broke out over some casting decision for a new DC movie, Suicide Squad cast. Oh, I've I've seen a few. They said uh, Jared Jared Leto is going to be possibly playing the Joker. Is playing the Joker. They also said something about Harley Quinn. Is Margot Robbie? Okay, she was in Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know her. Yeah, I don't know her either. She kind of has the look, I guess. Okay. So I'm not going to knock it. Tom Hardy is going to be Rick Flagg. I don't know who Rick Flagg is. Who's Rick Flagg? Basically, he's a colonel in the U.S. Army. And okay. he's a decorated war hero, superior at hand-to-hand combat. He, he has acted as the leader of the Suicide Squad before, but he's... Not like a criminal with a collar attached. He's just in there. He's in charge of them, and he's the guy that's like, "Okay, let's do this." That's what if for people who don't know, the Suicide Squad are a group of villains. If I understand this yes. correctly, that all have this like machine or whatever attached in their neck or whatever that'll ex- blow them up if they don't do what Amanda Waller says. Amanda Waller, she's who's in that? charge. She's a badass bitch. Okay. So she is. She worked for the government yes. or something like that? Secret yeah. um, government and high up, you know. So they're like, like anti-heroes because they're being forced to, to do good to or do, else they're yeah. killed. And that's why the Suicide Squad goes through a lot of members, honestly, because some of them just don't want to play ball. Right. I mean, come on. You put a f- Harley Quinn. Really? So basically you were like- expecting Harley Quinn to just be like, oh, well, I don't want to get blowed up. <laughs> like, come on. But she, she does. She doesn't want to die. Well, I don't know. I've I've read like the first seven or eight issues of the reboot. Yeah. That introduced Harley Quinn to Suicide Squad, and I don't I don't know. She seems to she seems to have her way at least as far as I got. I think. I mean, it's just because it's Harley Quinn. Probably is. They usually only yeah. kill the lesser known villains that they just have join up randomly right. for one issue. But back to back to the casting. There was the big one, Deadshot. You know, who Deadshot is right. Yeah. Will Smith. Really? I'm not happy with it. That now is this their casting choices or like this is 
already cast. Already cast. He's Deadshot. Wow. I just don't see weird. it. Weird. I just don't see it at all. That's really weird. He is like, I don't know. I could see him playing an actual hero, a white knight, high moral, you know, fucking A. I'd love to see him as Superman. I think that would be interesting. Okay. Deadshot, no. He's, uh, he's not yeah, the anti-hero. I can't see, yeah, Will Smith's too he's awesome. Too, yeah, he's too good to be. He's, he doesn't play bad characters well. No, if Will Smith tried to intimidate me. Like, not to say that he wouldn't be intimidating. Well, he's, he's, a, he's a beast. He whoops some he, ass. He, he definitely could. But I would just, he wouldn't be able to do it in a way that didn't leave me feeling like, all right, you're going to punch me in the face, but then we're going to be cool. We're going to be buddies. You're well, no, this way I look at it is if he was to be beating me up, I, it would be like getting beat up by a police officer or like somebody in the Marines or something, you know, somebody that's like, I'm doing this for the good of our country. It'd be like getting beat up by your dad. Or, yeah, by your dad, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, dad, but Stop I would it, love dad. for Will Smith Stop to be it, my Will dad. Smith, dad. <laughs> I would love Will Smith to be my dad. I think that'd be a fun childhood growing up. Have you know. seen, like, these interviews that were getting all this crazy attention with his children? Yeah. I've, They're all I've, super spiritual. Yeah. It's, it's almost, I know uh, Jaden doesn't really like school. <laughs> they were going off, dude, about, like... All sorts of like philosophical, like spiritual shit. It's it's pretty nuts. The only thing I knew of his daughter was that she liked to whip her hair. No, I don't mean nuts as in they're crazy. I just mean like, wow, it's it's you should read it. It's it's kind of crazy. Some of it, some Super of it sounds deep. crazy. Some of it's like, whoa, these kids Super clearly deep. read a lot about philosophy and shit. But. I mean, you can be impressed. It's it's a sign of intelligence. Yeah, I don't judge people's spiritual or philosophical beliefs unless they are like racist or ignorant you know like that so if i don't get it i don't know like or if it's I clearly know how to cult talk. worship yeah that too <laughs> but i just like i don't know if i don't get it i just assume you don't know how to talk about it those kids probably don't, i don't know i don't know uh but rounding out the cast there's enchantress is supposed to be in the film i don't really know much about her all i do know is cara devangel lee Evangel. I don't know much about her or Enchantress. I looked her up. She's a model. Oh, okay. I mean, Christ. Another model. Model acting gigs. Didn't they learn their lesson from Allie Larder? Right. It was more important to get somebody that looks hot than somebody that... Not even that looks good, but that looks like a model. It was more important to get somebody that looks like a model than it was to... They're like, oh shit, did you know that her family were the Viscounts? Of what? I don't know. They were fucking Viscounts, though. <laughs> I don't know what that word means either. Uh, it's, it's like royalty type. <laughs> Ancestry. <laughs> it's like spelled Viscount. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, models, yeah. Models don't act well. Well, here's a model for you to follow, Craig. A business model. A good model. No, a model for life. Um, Michael Grant, uh, better known as Philly Jesus. Will he um, make me money? No, he won't make you money. I'm still looking for that business model. But no, he's, he's, uh, Philly Jesus. He hangs around, <clears throat> he's, uh, Philly Jesus. He hangs around Love Park. You know, the park with that big. About love? L-O-V-E. Oh, yeah, with yeah, With the yeah. tilted O. That, yeah. that park. Yeah, he hangs around there in Philadelphia and he, he dresses up like Jesus. So he's the Jesus of Philadelphia. Jesus, not Jesus. Oh, I keep it's having the a... same thing, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus is the one from the Bible. No, they're both from the Bible. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
Huh? <laughs> he dresses up like Jesus and he hangs out. People want to take pictures with him sometimes. He takes pictures with people. If they want to talk to him about like philosophy or love or whatever, he spreads words of love. Or how about and, a and whatever good old he, fashioned beer? No, he Why doesn't not? he doesn't give out beer. Oh, he does not take partake in spirits? I didn't say that, but he, he when he hangs out at the park, he's not drinking. He's just <laughs> he's just hanging out. I say, he's can I can I bring you a beer? Sober. I don't I can don't, we share a Pepsi? <laughs> this point i don't think you can drink in the park so he would probably say no but what about a pepsi can and you actually drink no, a pepsi in the park i don't know if he drinks pepsi craig that wasn't really okay. like the focus he's, he's of, no jesus of mine if he's a coke man well what he was ice skating this past week and a police officer told him he had to leave the park why no reason he'd been there leave the park you have to leave the park so he didn't leave the park because he was like, what his lawyer says, I guess, is like it was an unlawful request of him to leave the park. They didn't have a reason. Maybe if he's, yeah, if they think he's a vagrant or something. Right, well, why, like, still, is it against the law to dress the way Jesus dressed? To wear your hair the way Jesus wore his hair? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see why, why he couldn't. They let the jerks wearing the sandwich boards telling us we're all going to hell. Right, Just they like let them in the park. around in there. Like, They're in their seriously. back pocket, though. Let's get real. But he got arrested because he refused to leave the park. Oh, it's okay. There's just some more money that the city of New York is going to pay out for a lawsuit. Well, I don't know. Perhaps he's going on trial. You just arrested Jesus. I bet he, you feel like a yeah, dick. If he, if he doesn't, if he doesn't win this trial, they're going to crucify him. So. It's kind of weird. Like I'm like, really? Like this is what our? I don't know. It's really weird. That's what no, apparently no, that's no. what the Philadelphia just, state government is. No, I'm just joking. I just want to look at at the, this Philly cop and say, you do realize you just arrested Jesus, right? You just arrested your Lord and Savior, or maybe it's not your Lord and Savior, but then that's like a hate crime or something, right? He said that um, a few years ago he used to be. Uh, I don't know if he was addicted to drugs or an alcoholic, but he had problems, and since then he's reformed. He's totally sober and clean. And he says that he thinks maybe yeah. the cop recognized him. Three days him. later, he resurrected as Jesus. <laughs> yes, exactly. But he thinks the cop recognized him from those days. And either way, you have no right to just tell a man he has to leave the park because he's there looking like Jesus and shit. There's, there's, I mean, there's good cops and there's bad cops, I guess is what it comes down to. <laughs> there's, there's nice cops and there's asshole cops. And then cops. there's Jesus cop. <laughs> Jesus cop. I got a badge now, sucker. Can't tell me to leave this park. I'm one of you. He got sick of being pushed around the, by the law. Now he is the law. Jesus cop. It's a work in progress. So Jesus is in Philly. There's a different God that was born in India. Did you hear about this? There are many. No, no, no. Just born. There's a new baby with... Yes. Eight appendages. Yes, this has happened a few times in India. People are born with extra limbs. Yes. A and lot of And immediately times. everybody goes to the son of Bra- Brahman. I want to get this right. Brahman. Brahma. Either or. To the son of the god Brahma. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or it could be a multitude of different deities that have but, a variety of arms. Uh, so, yeah, everybody's 
all up. They want to see it, you know, and th- this one's crazy. In in reality, in reality, it's a sad story of a conjoined twin who didn't really develop. And this person will probably grow up with two arms and two legs that don't work at all. Which doesn't necessarily negate spiritual significance. But yes, I think people may be jumping to conclusions. Well, no, we asked the Pope. Being... We asked the Pope. Science and oh, spirituality can mix. The Pope said it. Oh, I thought you meant you asked the Pope, like, Pope, is this guy the reincarnation of Shiva or what over here? Hey, yo, Pope. And he's like, I don't know. That's the different religion from me. I don't know. (laughs) What do you mean you don't know over there, over here? What do you want with me? How can you don't know? You're the freaking Pope. (laughs) They named the kid God Boy. You going to allow this? But yeah, it's it's a tricky thing in India to do that because spiritual belief is so prevalent and high there. And can you imagine if, what if like the boy starts to grow up and the parents decide to get the arms you know that don't work removed and the legs that don't work removed so he could be a normal person? And that happens, and then the whole community like revolts, treats them as as a as a Judas type, you know, because like oh, you disgraced our deity, right? Is that actually happening or? I don't know. I'm don't just I'm so. proposing hypotheticals. Are, I think their parents were No, the the parents are ecstatic. Yeah. But okay, let's say this kid grows up and decides on his own he wants to do that. Then he gets uh and gets the kid excommunicated. <laughs> and they just turn on him. Um The Pope finally <laughs> finally got off his ass. <laughs> decided to make a make a call Pope and excommunicated the kid. He's like, you are no longer a part of the Catholic Church. But I never was to begin with. And you never will be. Good. (laughs) What if that kid found Catholicism because he didn't like all the attention he was getting? What if Philly Jesus was born looking like Jesus with a beard, long hair? He didn't just develop into it. White as Jesus is. Is was and will be. No. <laughs> I really feel like we're walking thin lines here with with our um just fun. It's all fun. I'm just talking about Philly uh, Jesus. I'm just talking about Philly Jesus, y'all. We can dig it. We found him on a pierogi. Uh in Australia, a woman was awarded a compensation payout of one hundred and forty three thousand five hundred and ninety dollars on I the dot. I wanted you to say million and one point in there. I no, think it's just just and a dollars. She was awarded the payout change. after her dog ran over her with a car. Let me say that sentence over again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, th- I feel me, like you messed up somewhere. Then. Yeah, let me just oh. say it over again. After her dog ran her over with a car. De- I, but I think, <laughs> wait, no, I think you, I think you messed up. Did she hit the dog with a car? No, her dog ran her ass over but with her car. There's no posable thumbs. How do you turn the ignition? <laughs> Um, apparently she took her three dogs for a walk and then afterwards put them back in the car. One of the dogs knocked the handbrake and that caused the car to back up, okay. drag her to the ground, run her over, injuring her so, back, her shoulders, her left hip and her neck. Who did she sue? The dog or the car company? I think this, like the state, this is in Australia. What does the state I think, have like, to do with that? 
Well, because sometimes if you get it, maybe it was an insurance thing. Like, I don't think she sued somebody. Oh, okay. She the just state got, just like, compensated her for yeah, her because stupidity? She got, she got compensated for medical bills and for uh, uh, labor lost. Oh, okay. So, I, I just want to take this in. Could I do that? Get run over by your dog? By her dog. By her dog? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my dog could put the car in motion. I do, was it on? Was the car on? Or was it just like she kind of put it in neutral? I don't know how back. cars work. I feel I'm, like I'm so ignorant to cars. I feel like she just got paid because she's dumb. Like, I feel like somehow this was her fault that this happened. She got ran over by, by a her homicidal dog. dog. Okay, so the, the dog, dog was the dog was sick of the it. The dog all. is fucking Muttley. Future episode. <laughs> Well, her lawyer states, obviously, there was no liable party in this accident. And while it has its humorous dimension, the major injuries caused were no laughing matter for the woman concerned. He called it humorous. It was a she. but yeah. Oh, she called it humorous. Wow. Male privilege. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, what? Ouch. Just because it's a lawyer? Ouch. I thought you said he. I'm sorry. The dog was a dog. Okay. It was a bastard. It was calculating. It knew what it was doing. He was trying to get rid of her. This dog knew that it was at the top of the will. <laughs> it was going to have a huge payday. She had just gotten life insurance, you see. Now, were the other two dogs complicit? Or I'm sure. I'm sure. He's like, help me pull this off, and we, we can split a fortune. Because she got the life insurance, and, you know, the dog would just be like, well, give me all the money. Fuck paying for a casket. Just, you know, move on. Let's 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 get out of here. Let's buy some uh, some rawhide, some bones, <laughs> dig up some spots we're not supposed to. Pay off the cops. Let us go. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Fucking dogs, man. Go 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 go. <laughs> I can't reach the gas. Freeze. You're under arrest. You're stealing a car. Am I seeing this right? A dog is stealing a car. That was the plan. Didn't get far, though. They had a whole plan. They were going to run her over, take the car. She'd already loaded it up with groceries and dog bones and treats. Yes. <laughs> we're getting to Maui. <laughs> Head to Mexico. Drive till you hit the coast. Go to Chihuahua, Mexico. They're like, we could run that town. It's a bunch of Chihuahuas. <laughs> we got this. And little did they know the Chihuahuas are feisty. <laughs> oh, this is... This is another movie I want to see. <laughs> it could be Marmaduke 2. The Road Dog. Just the facts. Barbara Gordon, a.k.a. Batgirl, a.k.a. Oracle, is a character appearing in DC Comics as a sidekick and supporting character to the Batman, originally appearing in Detective Comics number 359 in 1967. Yeah, so we're going to be covering Barbara Gordon. This is more or less the Barbara Gordon episode. There are other Batgirls. Yes, and we are going to cover the character in its entirety, but mostly... 
this about my bitch Barbara Gordon. Yeah, yeah. But Barbara's the main girl here that, that wears and dons this cowl. There have been others, but none of them compare to Barbara. Uh, in the 50s, everybody was kind of up in arms about how comic books were corrupting the youth. Batman and Robin were gay. That was a common complaint, that Batman and Robin encouraged homosexuality. And apparently they would influence children to want to, you know, go to this devious lifestyle. And, <laughs> so uh, devious. In order to combat this, they introduced Batwoman as a love interest for Batman. Kathy and- Kane, right? Yes, and shortly after, introduced Betty Kane, her niece, as Batgirl, um, a love interest for Robin. And they had this Bat family thing going on. Yeah, but she was barely Batgirl, though. She didn't look like Batgirl. Like, you know how Batgirl, the costume we know is yeah. some variation of like a Batman-type costume for a girl. Not at all what this character was like. She was like a female version of Robin. She, well, and didn't last that long. Was it, it? She was like all in green. Yeah, that not look like Batgirl. That wasn't really Batgirl. Oh, Batgirl, uh, Bino. Batgirl in name only. Fun fact for Batman nerds: that was in issue one thirty nine in nineteen sixty one. First appearance of Betty Kane. But then in the nineteen sixties, uh, Julius Schwartz, uh, editor at DC Comics was asked to create a new female character for the Batman show in order to attract more female viewers. So obviously he's going to create a character and insert them into the comic so that they can then put them in the show. Make them in the show. And he created Barbara Gordon, daughter of Commissioner Gordon and Batgirl. And she proved to be so successful that they almost gave her her own show. See, I have two other people also involved in the creation of Barbara Gordon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, there was Jim Gordon and Barbara Gordon. <laughs> um, uh, or, I'm not talking about it in canon. Or you could say it was uh, Roger C. Gordon and Thelma Gordon. Either or would work, I guess. No, I'm talking about Gardner Fox and Carmine Infantino. Carmine Falcone? Infantino. Which is also leads me to think Gardner Fox, and these guys were you know working on the comics then, uh, Lucius Fox and Carmine Falcone. Do you think any relation to probably yeah, probably could could be I mean, right? I always I always used to wonder if Commissioner Loeb was like a reference to Jeff, Jeff Loeb, Loeb, but Commissioner Loeb was probably around before Jeff Loeb was writing a lot. See, that's I don't know. I don't know. But was, maybe I'm wrong. You said writing a lot, not just say writing Batman. So well, before was he gonna... was writing Batman enough for it to be like let's homage him. I don't know though. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right, or maybe it's just a Maybe Commissioner Loeb was created by Frank Miller for year one. Or was it definitely? I think he was. That? I yeah. think he was. So maybe it was an homage to Jeff Loeb. Yeah, it might have been. I love seeing that shit and like the stories and stuff, you know, names that always sync up. So Barbara Gordon, as we kinda said a minute ago, she was originally James Gordon's daughter, you know, Commissioner Gordon, Batman's confidant. The the, the I would say force. Batman's the confidant to Commissioner Gordon. He's the guy that gets it done. So, yeah, like we said, she was originally created as Jim Gordon's daughter. Um, but things get changed. Yeah, the more common continuity, which was instituted in the 1985 big mega crossover event, um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh, that one? Which the, basically... The one that was pretty huge... If you're a comic book geek, you probably know what it is. If you're not, we'll explain it for your benefit. Um, DC Comics continuity, like any comic continuity, 
was so convoluted and muddled and always rewriting itself and contradicting shit. So they had this big event to just set things straight. And it kind of was like, if I understand correctly, but if I understand correctly, there was kind of like, it treated it like there was so many different universes, but only certain, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, the it's like I, infinite. Somebody get Neil deGrasse Tyson in here, infinite please. Infinite universes, all different parallel uh, worlds. So yeah, I mean, eventually, from then on, she was referred to as Jim Gordon's niece but, and adopted daughter. Yes, um, she was born September twenty third. Year is of course a sliding date, as comics are, because otherwise she'd be like sixty years old, um, right? Or older. To to Roger C. Gordon and his wife, Thelma, in Ohio. Ohio, huh? Yes. And here's here's what we'll say. Um, There's so many different continuities, like we said. And on Fairpoint, we try to honor all continuity when we're looking at a character. So we're going to kind of... Some stuff will be a little mismatched. We might take elements from one continuity like, hey, I and elements you said from she another. Was a librarian. For the most part, we're we're trying to give you the most cohesive explanation of the character. We'll note the important stuff, but you, you might get a little bit of of both of you know both continuities or all three, I guess. Rather, why not? Well, are you talking about the third one being? Uh, new 52 the new 52 the DCNU. They, they've kind of with that it's kind of alleviated they've taken off of the continuity from the killing joke yeah they've taken like it's it's just like the last reboot some continuity yeah is continued if, and like, some is retconned happened. but from then on that's who she was born to um her parents die when she's 13 years old due to a car accident caused by her father's alcoholism I'm really shocked that it wasn't because of uh, one of the crime families. Well, no, this is in Ohio. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and then she moved to live with her uncle, Jim's Gor- Jim so Gordon. So it would have been one of uh, maybe Flash's supervillains. <laughs> I don't know. Is I he assume, from Ohio? I assume Central City's in Ohio. I just do. <laughs> so, yeah, she's adopted by her uncle, Jim Gordon, right around the time that he has his own baby to start raising. And now he's got this teenage girl to raise as well. Are you talking about and James Jr.? Yeah. Okay. Right? That's right around the time, right? Um, I don't know. I feel like James Jr. is older. Older than Barbara? No, not older than Barbara, but like not a baby when Barbara's 13. Oh, okay. I, I feel like they're closer in age. Barbara wasn't in year one, right? Nope. So maybe James is older. He's not older than Barbara. But it was they were have wasn't it? She was pregnant with James in year one, and Barbara wasn't around. She has James. Batman saves Commissioner Gordon's baby in year one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of how he earns his trust. It wasn't in the beginning. His wife yeah. was pregnant. Yeah, Barbara Senior. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> She's not Barbara Senior either. <laughs> I know. I know. It's her niece. But either way, once she moves to Gotham and starts living with her police officer father in this city full of crime she kind of becomes intrigued with this mysterious figure of local lore the batman and uh with crime fighting in general once sneaking into jim gordon's office 
uh, still at a very young, you know, age, maybe 14 or so, she caught him meeting with the Batman and was like, oh my God, my dad's... My dad knows like, Batman? What the fuck? And instantly kind of like from there, like furthered her intrigue and kind of became obsessed with Batman and this, this whole idea. The next morning, she demanded to be enrolled in martial arts classes. Damn. 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 So she graduated high school early at age 16, and she had a desire to find a career in law enforcement, um, but she ended up becoming the head of the Gotham Library, uh, one of the biggest she libraries in the, the United States. Library. Yeah. Yeah. She forced the shit out of that. And she had a degree in library sciences and a doctorate in history that she earned at Gotham State University, which Gotham's not a state. Is that a thing? Like, do they do like Gotham State, like Syracuse State University? Uh, they do <laughs> Penn State, Florida State. Those uh, are states. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Ohio State, Texas Tech. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I never heard of library sciences Gotham's. either. What does that mean, library sciences? You're really good at the Dewey Decimal System? What's the science of a library? <laughs> what are the science of books? <laughs> I feel like the Dewey Decimal System relies more on math than science. Um, she also earned a brown belt in judo and a black belt in karate. And she has a photographic memory. And this is all at age 18. She's graduated yeah. high school. She's got a doctorate. She's got a fucking degree. She's, she's fucking basically running one of the biggest libraries in the United States. And she's uh, efficient in multiple forms of martial arts. 18 years old, MBD. <laughs> uh, so one night she was attending a police masquerade ball dressed as Batman. And on the way there, she sees Killer Moth abducting Bruce Wayne. And she ends up assisting oh, yeah. in his she, rescue. She uh, saves Batman, kind of, and helps take down Killer Moth. And dressed thus, like Batman. Thus, the origins of the seed of Batgirl is planted. Hmm. He's like, hmm, you know what? I could use a new sidekick. Where was Robin this whole time? You know, was, was Dick off at college? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Robin probably was, definitely was introduced at this time. I don't know. Yeah. Where was he? Batman's like, I'm wondering the same fucking thing. You know, this this girl that's just just up like me. She sees me. Robin, where were you? Where were you, boy wonder? You were off getting high, weren't you? I had to be saved by a girl. You know what I told you about girls? They have cooties. Cooties! But that really is another thing that about comics in general. Maybe not just Batman lore, but like... Certain times, when was Robin there? When was Batman just alone, you know? like. And a lot of comics are written like you don't know when in the timeline they do take place. And I mean, you got to figure, these things had to have occurred over years. And, and Batman yeah. is only one man. More He's than timeless. five years, DC. More than five years. Yeah, like... <laughs> oh, that's a hit on the New 52. Yeah, there's there this whole go. idea that Batman's only been operating for five years. And yet he has like... Th- Four previous Robins. Five years is how far into the future Injustice takes place. Okay. But, I mean, five years is not long enough to say the Batman's entire career has existed. Four Robins, four or five Robins. Yeah, seriously. And the death of Damien. 
No way. Um, so she, as Batgirl, fought alongside Batman and Robin for a while, uh, as well as her Vietnam veteran PI boyfriend, Jason Bard. Oh, L- Lieutenant Bard. From Batman Eternal. Yeah, dude. The fucking new cop in Batman Eternal. Yeah, so... I thought I, he was a new character. I did, created too. Created for Batman Eternal. I did, too. But now it's like, oh, where are you going to take this? Oh, we got to talk about Batman Eternal, but we can't. One day, we'll have a Batman Eternal podcast. We can't spoil it, and yeah, we, we will. We'll have a when separate it's finished, one. Just so we'll do a whole... This absolutely. It is nuts. Batman Eternal, Check for those it out. that Read don't it. know. Read it. A weekly... Fucking series, sixty issues weekly for sixty fucking weeks, more than a year. It definitely takes a hit on my wallet, right? That is for sure. Every single one shows up in my box. I I go once a month to pick up comics, and there's five fucking Batman (sighs) Eternals in there. So good, we can't say anything. Like not even like the one pitch because like no, no, just read it from the beginning with no idea. It's Scott Snyder. It's his baby. It's not written by him. Right, uh, mo- a lot Some of, it's of it is. By well, Ray the stories, the story is all Scott. Snyder. It's all Scott Snyder's pet but story, pet project. A lot of issues showcase different writers and artists, but they're all still following Scott Snyder's outline of the story. I know Ray Fox takes a heavy part in it too, and he's he's a good writer. Ray Fox, eh? Oi, yeah, it's me cousin. <laughs> Ray Fox is a good guy, nice Catholic man. Um, so yeah, Batgirl fights crime for a while. She also has an on and off relationship with Dick Grayson, uh, Robin, the original Robin. Uh, but eventually she finds this whole superhero life less fulfilling and ends up retiring and actually moves out of Gotham to Washington, D.C. to serve as a member of the U.S. House of Representatives. Damn. Yeah. Wasn't a lot of the reason why she retired because... I mean, she's like, there's all these actual people with superpowers and super abilities, and I'm just a human, so maybe I should take the fight to okay. to the government's level and get in get in that house, get in Congress. Use that fucking doctorate of library sciences. Like, a doctorate, sweetie. A doctorate of library sciences. <laughs> but she does kind of return to fighting crime sporadically, on and off, you know, it's 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 kind of like hooking up with Dick Grayson. She says she's done with it, but you, but she still she feels can't, the urge still, every yeah. now and then. Yeah, the urge to fight crime or the urge to feel Dick. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was way too obvious. You went I there. You I should have been a little more tasteful. She was like, ha, ah, nothing like being with Dick. <laughs> Sometimes you just need Dick. <laughs> There it is. That was the one I should have landed with. That should be uh, DC's new slogan. slogan. For, oh yeah, you don't what know is it? Dick. Yeah, their new series. It's you called, think you the know new Grayson? Is called Grayson, right? You think you know Grayson, but you don't know Dick. Yeah, instead of you don't know Dick, they could do a lot with that slogan. They could be like, you know it, or like admit it. You want the D. <laughs> Admit it, you like opening up the dick. You need more dick in your life. Feast your eyes on this dick. (laughs) Oh boy, we've just become teenagers again. (laughs) Holy shit, I thought I left that in the past. (laughs) That's too easy. (laughs) You have the feel of a nice dick in your ass. (laughs) 
Okay, well, that's just, no. No, the comic That doesn't book. even, no. The comic oh. book. Oh, okay, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How the pages softly turn. It doesn't even make sense now. Okay. <laughs> He's not your average dick. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Right. So is it around this time that the events of Killing Joke occur? She goes to visit uh, her uncle father, Jim. Her <laughs> uncle father? Yeah. Her Funkle? Her Funkle, okay. She goes to... I don't like that. You don't like Funkle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why not. <laughs> and for some reason, the Joker shows up at the house while Jim's not there. Barbara answers, and for her troubles, she gets shot a couple times. For her troubles, for getting up to answer the <laughs> getting door. Getting up to answer the door. Should have said, uh, no, I did not order pizza. Yeah, well, what Joker's trying to do is break Commissioner Gordon and yeah. turn a good man bad. Barbara and, was and... just a pawn in all of this. He's trying to, like you said, turn turn a good man bad. Yeah, I mean, he shot her and then he photographed her naked. Like, well, the... he was totally going for... This was in The Killing Joke. Yeah, which the is... whole point of the story was to sh- was to prove that all it takes is one bad day to turn somebody... Which they kind of adapted, of course, in as the Joker's the Dark origin Knight. too. Well, Two Face's origin in the Dark Knight, the Joker. Oh, you're saying the yeah. Joker's origin in the in, Killing in Joke? In the Killing Joke. But in the Dark Knight, um, they kind of had him do that to Two Face. He was trying to show that all it takes right. is one bad day to break Harvey Dent. Whereas in the comics, where that storyline gets its root from, he was trying to break Commissioner Gordon. And you know, Gordon's just not going to break. Gordon, don't break. Don't play that way. Gordon is my favorite fucking Batman character. I think Gordon... Jim, Barbara, James Jr.? Which one? James Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. He's the fucking man. I think he is the fucking moral high ground of the series. Like, with the exception of cheating on his wife, which is fucked up. Yeah, and honestly, I don't understand. I feel like that was just Frank Miller being... Frank Miller, because that's just so out of character. Everything else about him is would it not is, but you know you what? I'll that. take it. I'll but take that to say that maybe is to say that you know what? He is a man. Still, he's infallible. He's Every, not infallible. You know, one of the things I like about Batman is there are no characters that, that are, are just perfect, totally good or that perfect. Are Superman. Yeah, even Batman. Like, there's to me, there's levels of appreciating Batman, and one of those levels, as you're becoming a bigger and bigger Batman fan, is like Batman is infallible. You reach a level where you think Batman is infallible, but eventually you move past that and you realize Batman may or may not be right. Like he's not always right. He pretty much always. Well, I mean, if you're reading all star Batman and Robin, you're starting to wonder what not, he's doing. No. <laughs> nope. Not even. Nope. Not even going to acknowledge it. We can't count it. that. Right. Nope. What did Linkara say? It's just crazy Steve. It's yeah. Not it really... has nothing to do with the actual Batman, but you reach a point where where you're like, no, Batman, is it right what he does? Like, right, and, and yeah. you don't know. There's no actual. I don't think there is an actual uh, answer. They're just fun stories to read. They're kind of they're good stories, that and yeah. In the current run of Batman and Robin, which I get, where you know they had this whole thing with uh, him trying to resurrect Damien and being trying being approached by all the Bat family, trying to talk him out of it. You know, say 
dude, it's not, you know. I mean, when Jason Todd says it's a bad idea, you should probably just let it be. <laughs> but I mean what he does just being the Batman in general, whether or not that's a good thing. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I don't think there is an answer. I think it's is it because it's just they're good stories to read, but I don't think well, there is a good concrete answer. In in real world, just way too much red tape. Any criminals Batman actually brought in would just get released immediately. Right. Being unlawfully there's a lot of taken see, in like vigilanteism. That's why there's like laws against that shit because you know what if what if he caught the wrong guy on accident. There's a, there's a lot to it. There's a real a real lot to it. But, you know, back to the topic at hand. Um, Alan Moore, the writer of, you know, Watchmen, V for Vendetta, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Who? I'm going to just pretend I didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. He wrote The Killing Joke. And honestly, The Killing Joke is one of my least favorite Alan Moore work. It's the only book I've read by Alan Moore that I really wasn't that impressed with. You have a very uh, different opinion from most of Batman fans. That's true. I don't like it. I don't like the origin of the Joker. So many people I, praise that as like the fucking Bible for Batman. People say it's like the definitive Joker story. If you ask me, the definitive Joker story is the man who laughs. Read the man who laughs. It's not that long. It's a one shot. It's really good. And that's Batman's introduction to the Joker. This is okay. when the Joker first shows up and Commissioner Gordon and Batman both encounter him for the first time. And it's great. Awesome. Yeah, so good. To Sounds me, that's awesome. the iconic Joker story. Well, the killing joke, it took me a couple times reading it to actually appreciate it for what it is. And it is a good Joker story, uh, but not his backstory. I don't really like the fact that he's just like, you know, a guy that was just down on his luck. I didn't. Um, I did, uh, given the Joker a face before he was the Joker. If it can like, be done, that wasn't it. But that is really my own complaint. Um, the, the whole story with, you know, Barbara getting shot and uh, trying to drive Jim insane is awesome. And even to a certain extent, I know there's a lot of uh, fan theories out there of what happens at the end of the book, but some people can argue that he actually broke Batman at the end of the book. I don't think the the argument is whether or not Batman kills him kills the at Joker. the end. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> whether or not that happens. And I mean, just no, saying, just that, saying one of those panels is, is one of my iPhone cases. I love that so. theory. That was Grant Morrison, a great Batman writers theory, but the original script doesn't give you any hint of that. No. It, most likely no, but it, it, it's cool. I like it. Uh, he totally Christopher Nolan Jew. So, so Barbara Gordon was shot. Her spine was severed, paralyzed for life. Damn it! And in 1988, her character was refashioned as Oracle. So we're not now. We're just not even talking about Batgirl. No, not, she not at all. Just she, Oracle. Well, Barbara Gordon still. She has a dream of an Oracle of Delphi type woman who's bearing her own face. And you asked for me, sweetie. Yeah, but she talks like the agent of Delphi. She sure does. Um, but she, based on that dream, creates her new identity. She's inspired by the dream and becomes the Oracle because she's got this doctorate in library sciences and right. she's an expert at computers. 
Um, so now being in this wheelchair, she devotes her time to creating one of the most powerful computer systems ever and just becoming this badass hacker AF and, um, practicing and working on her upper body strength and her, and any type of martial arts that involves the upper body. Yes. So so she ends up looking like Joe Swanson. (laughs) Um, she, she moves into the clock tower in old Gotham where she sets up her uh, headquarters. Listen to our Gotham City episode yep. for more on that. Every city in a comic needs an old clock tower. And all day, every day, she's just reading like every newspaper in the world, hacking private info from the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, the NAACP, CBGBs. Um, Stuff that I don't even think is legal. <laughs> Around this time, she starts a new group. Uh, it's kind of like the Professor Xavier of it. The Birds of Prey, an all-female supergroup. Yeah, um, they've had a bunch of different members. Bunch of different members. Black I think Canary's most notably it's her Black Canary and Huntress, I think right? currently Poison Ivy is like an on-again, off-again partner oh, yeah? with it. I just remember reading during the Court of Owls that she was in the comic with them. Most notably, helping. though, she really formed like a relationship and an alliance with Black Canary. Black who became like Her main like field agent, you know? Oops. Should I not have given away your secret identity? Bastard, I'll edit it out. I won't. Edit this. We're here for the truth. (laughs) Um, She originally worked with Power Girl, I guess, but that really didn't work out. And then that led to Black Canary. Power Girl's a show off, okay? That's something that we all know. Um, She was also a member of the fucking Suicide Squad, apparently, at one point. Oracle? Yeah, she was revealed as Oracle in Suicide Squad. Really? Yeah, like... Um, Were they just like, who's this cripple with us? Well, no, originally it was kind of like in Heroes where uh, Rebel was showing up. I don't know if you remember that, but Oracle... I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Oracle was showing up and no one knew who Oracle was, but they were helping certain oh, characters wasn't and whatnot. It, wasn't Rebel Micah... Yes, thank you for spoiling Heroes. <sighs> Nobody cares. <laughs> just me. <laughs> Um, but no, eventually they reveal it in Suicide Squad that Oracle is Barbara Gordon. Oh. And yeah, I guess she becomes a member of Suicide Squad shortly thereafter. I she like know. just pulls off the mask and like, old man Jenkins. No, it's me, Barbara Gordon. But if the fucking Lay penguin off. asks, Oracle is old man Jenkins. Just tell him it's an anagram that for old man Jenkins. He'll believe cobblepot. it. I kind of hope that Gotham, the show, rewrites all of Batman's continuity. I kind of hate you. <laughs> I almost hate myself a little for saying that just for a joke. Try to try to get a laugh and I'd die a little on the inside instead. So a fucking gang war breaks out in Gotham, which leads to Black Mask's acquisition of all the gang power in Gotham City. Seems to happen a lot. Well, not the Black Mask winning part, but... Gang wars and people yeah. acquiring all the power. In I mean, Gotham if City. it's not if it's not Falcone versus versus Cobblepot, then it's <laughs> Black Mask versus uh, everyone. I don't know, yeah, come on, um, Joker. Well, Black Mask ends up killing Stephanie Brown, who we'll talk about in a little bit. She's actually one of, one of the, the other Batgirls. yeah people to wear the cowl of Batgirl. It's also a spoiler. Spoils uh, everything. But after Black Mask kills Stephanie Brown, 
Batman fucking loses it. And Batman is probably going to kill Black Mask. Was this before or after Stephanie Brown had become Batgirl? After. After. Yes. I think she was currently Batgirl at that point when she died. Yeah, I almost felt like an idiot for asking, but I felt like it should have been. Well, I don't know. Just so the public who are listening could be clear. But Oracle is like, she knows that Batman is about to lose it and kill Black Mask, and she doesn't want him to cross that line. So she does it, Once he crosses that line. No, she sets up her clock tower to self-destruct, forcing Batman to come and save her. Clever girl. Again, like, no one in, in Gotham City or the Batman universe is, like, totally more... That's a little fucked up, but it is a little, like... Cool. At the same time, you know what I mean. It's bat. That's Batman. Well, it's like you know, she stopped him from killing Black Mask. <laughs> Honestly, I think the world would you know be a little better off without him. Now that I said it out loud, I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should have just kind of saved your home and done away with a problem. <laughs> now you got two problems. Well, after that, she's like, "Fuck this Gotham shit. I'm out." And she moves to Metropolis. Oh, peace, you're out. She's out. Pe- peace, I'm out. From that point on, though, she doesn't just give up. She still works with uh, all sorts of superheroes. Superman, um, right? Yeah, the Justice League and shit. She really puts in her puts in some I mean, time. I like Barbara Gordon, Oracle, Batgirl, whatever. But well, I guess like she could be the human version of Cyborg for Justice League. In what way? Um, the fact that she can analyze all the data and hack shit. Oh, does Cyborg do that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's not just a meathead. He's smart. Okay. Maybe cool. it's all the metal in his brain that's smart and processor chips. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting fucking little plot line. She's eventually possessed by Brainiac so that he can take over her body and have a physical body, I guess. I don't know. Well, DC does. I thought Brainiac had a body. He does and he doesn't. Sometimes. Okay. It depends. So he's like a computer depends. virus. Type yeah, thing? mostly he's a program. Okay. Uh, he has shells. Different. Interesting. Ones, so. I didn't know that. That's cool. Well, she successfully expels him from her body, but he ends up leaving a virus in her, which causes her to like develop cybernetic parts that just sprout up, and she gains powers that allow her to interact directly with computers and the internet and well, whatnot. Well, here's the thing. She she really should have been expecting this to happen. An attack from Brainiac. I mean, you are moving to Metropolis. That's the most likely spot to be attacked by Brainiac. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the real estate agent said, and this is an area that Brainiac might attack. <laughs> she was like, I'll fucking take it. I'm taking this bastard on. That was her secret plan the whole time. We just need you to sign here. In here. And this uh, insurance waiver here. But she loses all those powers after, I guess, Dr. Midnight operates on her to render the virus dormant. Who's Dr. Midnight? I have no idea, but he sounds I like, like his he's name. cheap. Sounds like he's got a smooth voice of the night. Dr. Midnight. <laughs> no, he sounds like somebody that might marry you in Vegas. Yeah, totally. And I would be proud to be married by Dr. <laughs> Midnight. Or do you mean he would get married to me? <laughs> well, if you're Probably drunk enough, bit of both. if you're drunk enough. He's like, guys, I can marry you and marry you no. at the same time. I'm pretty sure he's ordained. I can marry you to me. 
So after that, though, she does notice that she can move her toes. But nothing much comes of that. However, later on, and this is kind of, I think, where the new 52 kicks in. Commissioner Gordon ends up finding a clinic in Africa where she receives neural implant surgery that gives her back her legs and she returns to action as Batgirl. Oh, cool. And that's where kind of the new 52 So she's about 30 years old and the new 52 start in continuity. No, I don't think so. I think she's still in her early 20s. So that means... Yeah, their timeline's fucked up. I I don't know. It's only been five five years years since Batman has been active. 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 Not just active. Yeah. This has been five years since zero year? Which means, at the very least, the the youngest she can possibly be at this point would be uh, 13 plus 5. 18. 18. 18. Which means, at the very least, like... If she came to Gotham at 13 and she's seeing Batman at 13, that she'd be 18 now if that was the year that Batman started. She had already been paralyzed by the Joker later. Like that happens when she's 18. So, yeah. So then five years later from that, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. The storyline, the the, the timeline doesn't work. But what do you think of like. Should she be in the wheelchair? Like, obviously, no one should be in a wheelchair. But from the perspective of writing, I like her character as Oracle. I didn't like so much when they rebooted her back to being Batgirl again. Um, I think a lot of that falls on who's writing it. A lot of people are a fan of Gail Simone, the person writing Batgirl. Currently. Oh, Gail Simone's cool. Yeah. Uh, honestly, she writes some duds and she writes some I, hits. Any hits of the Batgirls I've read, which most of them were like crossovers with the Batman stuff, Death of the Family, Court of Owls. Um, I, I haven't been that impressed. It was better than her other one, Birds of Prey. I'm pretty sure she's the one that writes that, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. I have. I did not like Birds of Prey at all. I was not interested. It's just I, I just thought the writing was poor. But I like a lot of people criticize her being put in the wheelchair. But to me, that is really cool to just show this. This character is doing that. It gave her depth because she was able to be more than just, oh, she does the same thing that Batman does. Right. But she's a girl. Right. Also, it kind of uh, gives a hero for handicapped people. Sure. Too. Without being kind of like the way South Park does it. It's not about the fact that they're handicapped. Right. Even it is to a certain extent, but they're just they're just a normal character that just does what they do. And she I mean she uses her you know her abilities to her advantages and what she can do, you know, she's she's genius. So she uses her brain to her advantage. Yeah, I like it. You know, actually Paul Dini was trying to get this idea going where they would put Barbara Gordon in the Lazarus pit. In a Lazarus pit in order to try to, like, revitalize her. That would have kind of been kind of cool, but, yeah, that never happened. Oh, back, what, before? Back at some point while she was Oracle. And he wanted to try to get her back to be Batgirl again. Yeah, but it never happened. Um, There was also this whole, like, Booster Gold arc where Booster Gold was sent back in time. Booster Gold's so awesome. Yeah, Booster Gold's cool. He was sent back to try to prevent... Barbara Gordon from being shot by the Joker, but no matter what he does, it still happens. It's fate. That's the whole fate argument that, you know, is destined to be that she was going to be in a wheelchair. Now, before we move on past the story of Barbara Gordon, uh, obviously 
being in the comic world, there's all sorts of different alternate continuities and non-canon pieces. And there's just one in particular that really piqued my interest. It kind of, the whole world was upside down and changed. Okay, now, in Elseworlds Finest, Supergirl and Batgirl, uh, Commissioner James Gordon, not Commissioner at the time, died saving the Wayne, uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. So, his daughter Barbara becomes Batgirl to avenge the loss of her father. And, and what happens with Bruce Wayne? Nothing. Thanking her for her father's, you know, um, act of bravery and kindness, he uses his finance. He, oh, okay. Basically, he helps her run her operation, and he's like the assistant. He's like the Alfred. Okay. You know, so she builds this huge crime monitoring computer program, calls it Oracle. And she makes a flying Batmobile as a cybernetic costume, which I can only imagine looks like the Batman Beyond suit. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's an interesting alternate universe. She was Gotham's only hero until she met Supergirl. And then they joined up. And they, you know, they, they fought Joker, which was Batgirl's arch enemy. I mean, it's kind of Batgirl's arch enemy now, but... okay. I mean, it's Batman's nemesis, not Batgirl's. Like, Batgirl Batgirl looks at Joker as if, like, you know, he's her nemesis, but he looks at her and says, oh, that's cute. You're the bat's pet bird. Yeah, I feel like nobody's been able to really effectively introduce, like, an arch enemy to, to any the, of the Bat family sidekicks, like Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl. Batwing. People have tried, Catwoman even. Like, people have tried, but they just... It, it all just, reverts back to Batman. Like, it doesn't work out. Nope, yet. I'm a Batman villain, not a Batwing But villain. sometimes I think maybe it works best to strengthen a relationship between that particular character and a particular Batman villain. Like, they really strengthened Catwoman's relationship to the Penguin or to... Yeah. I don't mean that they have a good relationship, but there's something there now. I kind of like that there's right, kind every of Right, every time there's, there's a history between them. Not necessarily yes. sexual or intimate at all. Or good. Not, it, it, or or good. positive. But yeah. Yeah, but, but, but now, there's something there. A, and a I mean, she's, always, she's always trying to foil him just to for fun. Yeah. For funsies, steal his shit because she can. You know, and he's like always trying to skin the cat. And, and she's been related to the mob, either Carmine Falcone or... Uh, there's another... It's on the tip of my in tongue. The new, all, in the new 52, it's somebody else, yeah. All day. All day. I, it, the Irish family? I don't remember. Nah. It's, it's been on the tip of my tongue since the beginning of this podcast, and I just was hoping we wouldn't men- have to mention it again, so I'd be like, <laughs> bat, 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 brain fart. So, Batgirl, back to the bat. Um, she's been portrayed... In other media, by a variety of actresses, we're not even going to get to cover them all here, but in the 1960s Batman TV show, she was portrayed by Yvonne Craig. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? Uh, funny little <laughs> anecdote about this. While I was researching, I go to my search bar. I kept getting confused because I thought they were talking about me. <laughs> no, no, no. I go to my search car. <laughs> I go to my search bar search, and I type in search car. <laughs> I type in Batgirl. And the eighth search-related, like, suggestion was Batgirl, Batman, Craig. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, how did they know? I'm Craig. Facebook, you've gone too far now. You've accessed too much. 
<laughs> You're in my brain, Facebook. Damn you, Zuckerberg! That fantasy was mine and mine alone! <laughs> Zuckerberg! Yeah, me, Batman, and Batgirl in a three-way. <laughs> it's <laughs> disgusting, okay? Okay. Um, she was also portrayed by Alicia Silverstone in 1997's Batman and Robin. No, she wasn't. That was all just a fever dream. Well, you're right. That wasn't Barbara Gordon. That was Barbara Wilson, Alfred's niece. <laughs> I, don't just, I just don't get it. Why do you have to go and do this? Like, just You have five women to choose from, and you create your own. <laughs> right. <laughs> like... Come on, um, man. Also portrayed in a lot of different animated series. Tara Strong played her a few times in uh, The New Batman Adventures, Super Best Friends Forever, and Gotham Girls. Those oh, you were mean both Harley like... Quinn? Tara Strong wasn't Harley Quinn. Well, she's done Harley Quinn, yeah. but she... She's, uh, she's Harley Quinn to me. Well, Harley Quinn was originally... Um... It doesn't matter. Tara Strong is my Harley, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was based on the woman that originally did her voice, but I can't remember her name. Harley Quinn is, is, is Tara Strong to me. It doesn't matter. Okay, well... Tara Strong did it in all the, the Arkham games. Okay, that too. Um, Allison Stoner did her voice in Young Justice. Uh, Danielle Judovitz in The Batman. Have you ever seen Young Justice? I haven't. Check it out, please. It's good. It's worth it. All right. Eventually, I'm I sure promise. I'll get to it. No, I did the same thing. Okay, and then finally one day, I was like... All right, Sarah, I'll fucking watch it. Well, no, it's just that watching a TV series right now isn't on my, like, to-do list. And there's so many other things. Like, would you rather me watch that or the Ninja Turtles series? Oh, boy. Yeah, right? I'm going to watch Ninja Turtles. Can you watch both at the same time? I'm more likely to watch Ninja Turtles than I am to watch Ninja Turtles. I'm just going to put it out there. I wasn't that interested or wanted to get, uh, wasn't quick to rush to check out Young Justice because it sounded like, Kind of silly to me. You know, like, it's the sidekicks, uh, whatever. But it's really good. It's done well. Okay. It's done very well, and it was unjustly canceled. Fuck you, Adult Swim. No Not pun Adult intended. Swim. Cartoon Network. Adult Swim, you're pretty damn cool. Just keep putting cartoons on, not live action shit. Anyways. I don't know, man. I think Adult Swim should just do their thing. I don't like a lot of their live action programming, but I'm totally behind them doing live action and cartoons. I feel like it's well, a different Well, yeah, if they're going to do live action, at least do the good ones, like Children's Hospital. Bring that shit okay. back. Um, dude. Leave the mighty boosh What the fuck? It. Mary Kay Bergman voiced Batgirl in Batman and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero. Who's Mary Kay Bergman? Mary Kay Bergman. I might ask. She did all the female voices on South Park in, like, the first season. Oh, that Mary Kay Bergman. And she ended up, she killed herself. And she did the voices in the movie as well, I believe. But it was right after they filmed the movie that she ended up committing a suicide. Yeah. And from then on, they've had different we, women did, doing we their voices. We talked about that, right? In the South Park episode. South Park Elementary? The possibly. Elementary one. Yeah. I remember like, discussing this with Wendy's you had a few different voices since then. I really like her current voice, but it's hard to match up with yeah. that original Mary Kay Bergman voice. Like, Yeah. It's that that's crazy to know that she she fucking did Batgirl. What? <laughs> she did Batgirl. No. Also, Mae Whitman in Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Uh, Melissa Gilbert in Batman: The Animated Series. A lot of people have portrayed her. That's not even all of them. But Dina Myers, Birds of Prey series. The only series that she ever appeared as Oracle. Yep. And that was live action. Yep. 
which I now kind of want to check it out, even though I'm sure it probably isn't that good. Reminds it's, me of a, I don't know, a, a, low, a lower budget 90s show, but it's in the 2000s. Right. Yeah, UPN. Da- the Dawson's Creek version of a Batman show. It's really surprising that they've never shown her as Oracle in any of like, the animated series or anything. Like, Yeah. You know what? Your move, DC Animation Studios. The Okay, probably not the first... DC animated movie of 2015 because it's probably going to be you know almost done. But by the end of 2015, I would like to see a DC animated movie with Oracle. That is a little bit of a tight like time. Okay, 2016. There you go. That's a little okay. Better. better? Mark my words. Timestamp. This podcast comes out December 2014. Timestamp it by two, 2016. You got two years. I want Oracle. You got two years. DC, your move. All right, so there have been some other people other than Barbara Gordon that have, as we said, donned the cowl of Batgirl. So, it's funny because all this talk about Barbara Gordon, I almost forgot that there were other ones. Yeah, let's let's yeah. take a look. There was, as we said, originally there was Batcane. The original Batgirl. Yeah. That um, was scrapped and killed. She was wiped out of existence. Until but she, she came back as Flamebird. Yeah, she was rebooted as Flame as Flamebird. Uh, that of course after she was retconned out of existence to make way for barbara gordon of course of course would you say i think next in the timeline would be huntress yeah uh helena bertinelli Bertinelli. Um, the huntress she's if you're not familiar with her uh another gotham city vigilante yep even though the show arrow kind of made her origin from sterling city and it's just one of the small things that i let pass what the fuck does the show arrow have to do with anything who cares what they made? That, that that that's not legit. I'm just I'm just saying it's just <laughs> the small things that like why do you have to do that? Why couldn't she be visiting from Gotham or something? I, right, you I know, agree. It's whatever, whatever's whatever. But yeah, Batman's always getting on her for being too violent and too rough. Yeah, and she just wants to kill. Although She's... he does he does comment offhandedly to Commissioner Gordon once. You're not the only one. She reminds of Barbara. Right now, because I'm sick, my voice is so gravelly, I feel like everything I'm saying just sounds like Batman anyway. Where are the drugs? Where are the drugs? This is me, the whole podcast. Being sick sucks. Where are the drugs? <laughs> um. So yeah, she was Batgirl for a short time during No Man's Land, this big... right. Uh, epic storyline where uh, Earthquake decimates Gotham City. Gangs end up taking over. That's where uh, Dark Knight story. Rises got some inspiration from where exactly. the rest of the country segregated from Gotham, I guess. Yeah, they kind of like... Uh, but it, she was booted from being Batgirl for being It was because she killed, right? She was murderous? I don't he, think she killed, like, but Batman was just was, like, you're too fuck, fucking brutal. And you know what's funny? is because I think... I don't know if this has happened in comics yet, but I really think Huntress and Red Hood would would get along. Jason and Helena. Right. I think they would make a great couple. Boom. I'm DC Universe. Okay, Cupid. I like it. I like it. I'm going to make couples. Now we can have CW shows for all of DC. Then there's Cassandra Kane. I think she should be Batgirl. Oracle. Barbara Gordon should be Oracle. Cassandra Kane should be yeah, Batgirl. I mean, they've done it in comics. That's how it was. She's um, basically handed. It yeah. was given to her with Barbara's uh, blessing, right? 
Yeah, it was it was after the title was stripped from Helena, who Barbara found out that Batman was operating with another Batgirl, Helena, yeah. the Huntress. She didn't like and her. And she was pissed. She didn't like her. Yeah, you got to read No Man's Land. It's pretty good. For Well, some of it. A lot of different writers handled it. It's very long. It's really long, yeah. Um, it's on my list. <laughs> but now she's the Batman of Hong Kong, I guess, known as Black Bat. She's part of Batman oh, yeah, Inc. Yeah. The whole Batman Inc. thing is weird to me. But. It is. Um, she was raised and trained from birth to be Ra's al Ghul's bodyguard. Um, she was not taught language. Didn't learn language at all. Those portions of her brain were kind of utilized to like read body language and like be able to predict movements and emotions and read people like totally. Yeah, to make her a more skilled warrior and a better fighter, basically. Uh, after reading about this, it really made me think that maybe Damian Wayne being created almost seems like the male version of Cassandra Cain. Yeah, kind of. The way I mean, he was raised. Only not instead exactly. of to be the bodyguard, he was supposed to be the heir, uh, the one to take over the Exactly, league. yeah. But still a similar sense in the hand that raised. Uh, at age seven, though, she was taken to kill a businessman. And as she killed him... She pretty much read him perfectly as he died. This is the first time she ever killed somebody. And all she could see was all of his terror and then suddenly nothing. And that just traumatized her. So realizing what she was doing was wrong, she ran away from her father. It looks like your training backfired, basically. The training worked, but once she got put into action... Do you want me to do this to other people? So, yeah, she, she ended up going to Gotham. She did become Batgirl after Helena was fired. Uh, her Batman costume has her whole face covered, like completely just black mask over her face. Right. And she did eventually learn language. She also became the first Batgirl to have her own ongoing comic title. Thumbs up The to more her. you know. That was, uh, what, 99? I don't know. 2000? Um, she also probably has better training than fucking anybody else in the DC universe. She was trained as a child by her father, Bronze Tiger, Merlin the Archer, and various other members of the League of Assassins. Um, various people her father hired to train her. She was trained later by Batman, by Barbara Gordon, by Black Canary, by Lady Shiva, by Onyx, by Tim Drake. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that she... is a vast list of, of credited trainers. I mean, you, you could say she was trained by the League of Assassins and be like, oh, man, she's B.A. I think I think you know, but without to add mentioning... in all the other stuff, like Lady Shiva's her mom. I, I think it's it, safe to say she knows what she's doing. Yeah, definitely. She's <laughs> this is not her first rodeo. She killed somebody at seven. But when uh, she decided to abandon Batgirl... Didn't she give up the cowl to her friend Stephanie Brown? She ended up giving it to a girl named Stephanie Brown. Um, Okay, you you, you be this now. The world still needs a bad girl. Yeah, well, she was originally, Stephanie Brown was uh, daughter of the Clue Master, this evil villain who kind of sucked and would always leave clues behind. He was the B villain. And she went by the superhero identity spoiler. Well, nobody took her serious because she kept saying, my dad's a supervillain, and they're like, He's he's the B version of Riddler. <laughs> well, eventually she actually became Robin. 
And DC denies this. DC does not give her official status as Robin. Oh, I thought she was the one that was given official status as Robin. But even Batman did. As she was dying, she asked, was I ever really Robin? And Batman said yes. And DC... (laughs) What are you going to do? Tell a girl dying that she's like, no. He's like, ah. Can I call you later about that one? I just... Can I get back to you? I just... DC you know says, what? You were definitely Stephanie Brown. This <laughs> <laughs> for sure. DC says straight up, though, that she was never really Robin. So DC's a bunch of dicks. But after that, though, um, she was stripped of the title of Robin after directly disobeying orders from Batman twice in a row. And she ended up, as you said... She's reckless. Cassandra Kane gave her the Batgirl costume. I guess, luckily... They wore the same size clothes. Still reckless. And uh, <laughs> they were they're the same size, but for some reason, I felt like Cassandra was a lot shorter. And she took it upon herself to operate as Batgirl. Um, Oracle discovers her, clues in like Dick Grayson. I think at this point, Bruce Wayne might have died, quote unquote, but he didn't really die. And then we get into all this, yeah, convoluted this when, continuity. This was when Dick was was Batman, right? Possibly. I don't know. Look uh, it up. Yeah. It's, there's so much going on. But uh, Oracle didn't approve of her being Batgirl at all until she saved somebody. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking comic book shit. Yeah. And she, you know. <laughs> Fucking she, comic book I think shit. She saved oh, I've never heard that story before. And then she fap, was like, okay, fap, you know fap. what? I trust you now. You have earned the right to don the cowl. There was also, for a very short time, uh, Charlotte Gage Radcliffe, better known as Misfit. Misfit, right? Yeah, she took it upon herself to operate as Batgirl, creating her own costume, but that didn't last long either. But that's pretty much the Batgirls. The girls that were made from bats. No, not at all, Craig. Were you paying attention? The girls that were also bats. (laughs) Girl bats, if you would. (laughs) Multiple. I wouldn't, but I might. <laughs> uh that's that's a that's a fucking fair point, I guess. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're bats in black. We're bat in black. Black bat. Like black bat. Like bat in black. Brickleberry. Fuck are we? It's too late. This episode went way fucking later well, than it, it was supposed to. Well, it started way fucking later than it was supposed to, but that's yeah. a whole other story that you guys don't even care about because we were fucking frozen today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't don't be frozen in in regards to like, you know, uh, t- <laughs> are you forming? You trying to form? No, something? yeah, but I I can't think of the right words. Don't be frozen. Get with the times. Like, follow us on Facebook. Sign up for Facebook. Let it go. Sign up on Facebook. Yeah, sign up just to like us. (laughs) Just like us. You know what you should do? If you already have liked us, make a new account for your grandmother and have her like us, too. Blurry Photos is so close to winning this Facebook war that they've probably already won by the time this episode is posted. I've given up. It's because the gods, we pissed off the gods and they, they put more roadblocks in our way. It's, it had to have been something you did. I know it wasn't me. Yeah. 
<laughs> if something goes wrong, it's Nathan's fault. Plain and simple. But you don't only have to be on Facebook to follow us. You can follow us on Twitter at Fairpoint Pod. It's like Facebook, but you know, with a few less characters. Yeah. So it's it's quicker, shorter, more sweet, and just retweet. There you Can't go. Be We're all over the fucking social media sphere. We're on Tumblr. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook, Twitter, not Instagram. Not on Instagram, not on MySpace. Or Tinder. Not on Tinder. Not on... <laughs> Fairpoint on Tinder. Not on OkCupid. Okay Swipe Cupid. right? Do you want to listen to us? Swipe right. <laughs> but check it out. Uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Um, wherever you're listening to us. If they have ratings, reviews, likes, comments, do all that shit. It helps Seriously, us though, so much you have no idea. Ten seconds from you is all it takes to help feed starving guys in middle America or Eastern America. <laughs> that are less starving and more just kind of hungry, kind of got the munchies. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Uh, thanks for waiting with us that whole month we've been gone. We're back. We're weekly now and next week. Our, uh, let's say our first seasonal winter episode. It was Batgirl, yeah. So No, next, next week. Next week we're our... doing Batwoman. It's Batsember. I fucking hate you. <laughs> it's Bat, Batboy, Batgirl, Batwoman. Batman. That's, no. Is that the natural progression? <laughs> exactly, yes. It was in my life. <laughs> it was, I went from boy to girl to woman and then finally to man. <laughs> Was that hard, was when I finally was accepted myself. The tough processes. Lots Next week, firing. we're going to jump into our first like seasonal kind of special, our, our holiday special, if you will. Winter Constellations. We're looking I'm to the stars. going to try to fit a bat in there somewhere because it's Bat-sumber. You, you, no. I'm calling it Bat-sumber. <laughs> At least half of the month was Bat-related. Half being one episode. Oh, no, two. Two, man. Bat boy. Bat boy. Bat boy. Bat boy. Hello, one of the You're world's right. little cat dog. Wait. I don't care. <laughs> we got some cool episodes coming up. So uh, until next time, I'm Nathan K. And I'm Jason Bard. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm Craig Lewis. I had you. I had you there for a second. Talk to you guys next time. Thank <laughs> you.